0: The misconception is that's the end of the divorce, that you're divorced now. It is a huge (laughs) misconception. When you walk out of that court, whether it's in a lawyer's office, that's just the beginning. There are so many other roadblocks. We're never divorced. We're never divorced. But, you know, there are roadblocks. There are landmines. There's all kinds of stuff through the process, meeting other people, introducing other people, co-parenting. But because we built that foundation on forgiveness, accountability, process to get to where we are now, it wasn't overnight.
1: Welcome to the Thriving in Chaos Project. Certified divorce coach and credentialed mediator, Paulette Rigo, invites you to grab a favorite beverage Find a cozy seat, soothe your soul, and take a listen. This podcast was created and inspired by our courageous journeys, love for connecting with others, and having meaningful conversations that teach, impact, and heal through sharing our stories. In each episode, Paulette will be joined by some of the most experienced and compelling experts in all things divorce and transformation. Listen to to prepare and thrive through the toughest chapters as we reveal our hardships, celebrate our lessons learned, and see the future clearly with encouragement, hope, and joy. Leave feeling empowered and prepared to approach life and maintain our dignity no matter what. Each podcast episode focuses on sharing real conversations from real life situations. Isn't it time? you thrived? Welcome to the Thriving in Chaos Project. I am Paulette Rigo, your host, and today I am really honored to have Nikki and Ben with me. They are the authors, experiencers, and creators of One Happy Divorce. Now, when I learned of them, I thought, what the hell is a happy divorce? And we're going to explore a conversation of that today. Welcome to the show, Nikki and Ben. Thank you. Thank
0: you for having us. Honored to be here.
1: I appreciate that. So um, out of pure curiosity, uh, let's start at the beginning. Um, how long were you guys married? Um, did you have children? Where did you live? Did you see this as um, as I did, you know, uh, something to do on your list of things to do? Like, what was it? Grow up, go to high school, graduate, go to college, get married, have a baby. I probably missed a few things, but you, you get the idea, right? So well, I don't know how you guys want to do
2: this tandem thing, but who you goes first? You hit the on the head, I'll tell you that, though. <laughs> Well, I'll start by saying we at the, when we first got together, we lived in San Francisco. Ben's whole family was from San Francisco, born and raised. Nobody had ever left the city of San Francisco in his family. My family decided, oh, well, we're going to move to Tampa, Florida. We'd been together, what, three years maybe? If that. If that. And, you know, Ben thought it was a good idea to, well. Did you feel pressured to move to tampa, no i florida, just with me? I, I, you know
0: i just said thought that i'd been to miami before and, and, yes. and it was pretty cool so i would
2: T- tampa was definitely not miami back then I, no. Quickly, no. I, I quickly
0: understood that it was the people's republic of miami uh and, and then there was the rest of florida
2: yeah so i mean it was like it sort of all fell into place girl meets boy boy and girl start dating girls moving to florida Boy decides, okay. Well, if I want to be with this girl, we're gonna have. To, I'm gonna move to Florida too. Boy and girl get engaged.
0: And Boy and girl get married. Boy and girl get ki- uh, have kid. Boy Boy girl 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 get have divorced.
2: a kid. Boy and girl get divorced. Boy and girl get
0: divorced. So I mean, the. I mean the so thing is
2: followed all those steps that everybody that you think well I, that I thought as a girl this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to. I find this great guy. I'm supposed to get married. I'm supposed to have a baby. I, you know, I wanted to be a princess. I had a princess wedding and this is what I'm supposed to do.
0: Yeah. And and I think that the other thing is that, I don't know, the one thing that's not on that list, at least wasn't for me, uh, was the divorce part, right? I don't think anybody goes into it as, okay, well, you know, I want to go to school. I want to get married, have children, live a happy life. Oh, and get divorced halfway in between.
2: Nobody in my family had gotten divorced. Like nobody, even in my like extended family had ever been divorced.
0: I I think the other thing important when you look back on it is, like Nikki said, you know we had been dating. We were in our twenties. I was making the big move out to uh, Florida, um, and it was one of those things where, okay, we should be doing this now. Uh, Not necessarily. Look, I think it's wouldn't be fair to say we didn't want to do it, but we, you know, if you do an autopsy of of our relationship and our marriage that we've done, um, that. We went through every red light, every railroad crossing, every, you know, hurdle <clears throat> that was put in front of us that should have made us stop and say, okay, maybe we, you know, we're not meant for each other. Maybe we're just friends. Maybe, maybe we're we should just,
2: think about this. Right.
0: And we just, you know, oh, it's fine. She'll, you know, she'll become the person that you want her to be, or he'll become the person you want her Um uh, him to be oh,
2: he just needs to grow up. Oh, she just needs to grow up. Oh, this it
0: yeah. was mainly you that needed. I, I was pretty grown.
1: That. Well, you make a very good point, Nikki, that you you maybe didn't use the word wanted, but you said you had the princess wedding. I have to say every little girl and this is just chick talking. So then don't be offended. You know when by the time we're what 18 months old or two or three, maybe uh, you have the Disney Princess Barbies. Oh, yeah you have the vision of the, the cinderella wedding you have the dress mine was pink by the way i had a, a pink wedding dress i know <sighs> um, well i grew up in a ballet yes. studio so my my be- wedding be- dress looked like a, i was should have been a ballerina but it was a fantasy it was it was on the list of things that we think we're supposed to do i really do wish that there was some precursor some educational a uh, mandatory something that really makes couples, uh, gay, straight, whatever doesn't matter. Like, come to a conversation with an attorney, uh, you know, a, a, a minister, priest, rabbi, whomever, and some sort of therapist for at least I don't know six months before you decide to walk down the aisle. Because I think and because of the many conversations I've had over the, the years of being a mediator and a divorce coach, is that they just don't put as much effort and thought and, and decision-making into the, uh, you know, the commitment of the legal binding contract of a, of a marriage. They see it as a party, <laughs> aka a right. wedding, right? And yeah, I love him. He loves me. He's mm-hmm. handsome. She's beautiful. Like, I like his family. They like mine. Okay. What's the problem? You hinted a little bit also of like, well, she'll get over it. She'll grow up. Oh, it's just a phase. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's just, you know, had a bad day. Whenever we see those, maybe those little baby red flags that that prove to rear their ugly head, but we so easily just sweep it under the rug, brush it aside you know smooth it over candy coat it sprinkle a little pixie dust on it and make it all i don't know okay and many couples can get through it and many don't so join the club you know so, welcome to the welcome to the damn ass big club of other couples i mean last year alone there were 2.4 million divorces that's just wow. last year. Do you know that there's, that's a divorce every 13 seconds? So we could just sit here and be silent for 13 seconds and cha-ching, somebody else files. And that's in the US. So I also work in Canada and other places, but just the US alone. Now, has COVID changed that? Probably a little bit, but is it rearing the um, elephants in the living room? because you're home and you're stuck together more and people have had job losses and you're trying to now educate your kids at home and so on and so forth. So join the club. It's a big one. Now, which one of you decided to have the conversation first, or was it literally a mutual decision?
0: Well, I think, you know, one thing in anybody going through divorce or contemplating a divorce, um, um, it, it, it's not something that happened, at least for us, and I'm sure it's pretty much across the board, I'd be willing to bet on it. It's not something that Nick and I woke up one day after having a fight, you know, out to dinner one night and said, let's get divorced. It was a two-year, you know, divorce dance, uh, separation dance, whatever you you want to call it. One more chance, She's going to change, he's going to change, you know, sort of betting all on this future, right, Of, of if only... She did this, she should be this way and not really taking a look at, um, you know, where, where we were at that moment, uh, in time, you know, we had, a, we had a son together that played a lot of the role of, okay, we got to do this for Asher. We got to try one more time. So, you know, it was a back and forth game. Um, Nikki's a fixer by nature. Um, she wants to fix everything, including uh, now that she, we, we had a, a beautiful boy together she was willing to, you know, she, she's the ultimate mom. She was willing to put her happiness and her well-being in front of that train, uh, to stay together for Asher. So that was a big thing that played, um, on, 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 on our relationship or our limbo, I guess, between, you know, the, the marriage and the separation process. But for me, um, what happened was, I, you know, we were trying to fit this square peg in this round hole and, and, and instead of realizing that it doesn't fit. Um, we kept on trying and I kept on getting more resentful and mad that it wouldn't fit. Uh, And it was Nikki's fault that it didn't fit. It wasn't my fault. And so what happened for me is I just, I
2: sat there and blamed it all on you. Right.
0: Uh, But, but, you know, at there was a point where it wasn't some big, you know thing it just was I reached a breaking point when you know Nikki had done all this stuff and said all these things that she was gonna do this and do that and and something happened when I was at the house and I saw this calendar that Nikki's famous for calendars and she would you know handwritten handwritten like you know (laughs) printed out on the uh on the refrigerator of you know each day and I looked at it and she was traveling for like two weeks out of that month that she had, uh, you know, said that she was going to stay home and work on this relationship. And it just hit me. It was just like one of those moments um, that it didn't hit me, uh, unfortunately, because I wasn't in that f- mindset, but it hit me that this is all her fault. You know, she doesn't want to work on this. She doesn't want to do it. And so I left the house very it was,
2: dramatically. Well, it
0: was dramatically. And it was my finest I moment. Like
2: I should- cue the music right now.
0: But you know when the volcano erupts
2: the violins. Maybe. Yeah.
0: You know when the volcano erupts, it's it's you know a culmination. It just doesn't happen. It sort of stirs and boils for a while. At that moment, looking at the calendar and again it wasn't some crazy, you know, thing of uh, you know, whatever some people find out in their marriages. It just the volcano erupted then. And I took off my wedding ring. I found a picture of Nikki and I. I ripped it in half. Uh, and I put very it on. Dramatic. Yeah, very dramatic. It's not my finest moment. But I put it, you know, the wedding ring in the middle of the rip of the picture and left the house.
2: Mm. Left it by my bathroom sink. Yeah,
0: probably. I want to make sure you saw it.
2: <laughs> and you I came home about this now. Yeah.
1: And you came home, Nikki, and saw this photograph torn in half with the wedding ring and did what?
2: I think my first reaction was like, oh, crap. What can I do to make this Right. But then I think a little bit of the back and forth again of what can I do to make this right? I had to get honest with myself and realize it's never gonna get better. Like what, where we are and what we are to each other right then was never gonna get better. And there was a reason why we hit this point, which we probably should have hit six months earlier or a year earlier, but we sort of both stuck it out for our son. And I think that from that point on, I just had to take, I had to take, take a really long, hard look at myself and say, you know what? I need to grow up and be on my own and be able to be on my own. So it took, I mean, I think a lot of therapy and a lot of like me looking within myself to figure out, I can do this without him. Like I can, like I think that was my biggest fear was being scared to death to be a single mom. Whatever, if that I mean, I mean, I wasn't. I was a single mom, I guess, but it did have a, I mean, there was a dad in play, but you know, just to be a single mom and know that I was able to do that, and I was confident. Like I had to totally build my confidence up, up enough to know that you know what, that's okay. Yeah, and I
0: think the one one thing is the first point that she came to that I'd come to, not in the most constructive, healthy way, <laughs> but uh, acceptance or at least admit that it's over. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, and not have one, one foot into the maybe one foot into the possible one foot into the divorce. And, you know, playing this, uh, what's that it game? What's the game where you put all the uh, you, twister. twister, right. Where you have one foot in every sort of thing. But at that point, yes, it was out of anger back leg and, out. And, and a resentment. But at that moment, it was admitting that this marriage is over, right? And then it, being able to accept it. And that's, you know, I think Nikki went through a much different process, probably a much healthier process, but for both of us, it, it it took that. It took at least the admitting that this thing's over.
1: Yeah. Well, some say that there are five stages of grieving, denial, sadness, anger. Those can be oscillating. Some people hit denial and then go to anger. Some hit denial and go to sadness. They're not linear, um, and they're you know gradient steps. And then once that happens, it's negotiating, like trying to bargain a little bit, and how can we? Like you said, she likes to fix things. You know, I call it Tetrising. Where you try yeah, to like,
2: yeah. you know, whether yeah, right. it's like, yeah. well, if I
1: move this here, then maybe this will, if you know what I mean, right? Like you but, try,
2: you try to get that little that that space gets filled up with a box.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, like to like when you're packing or you've got to cram stuff in a refrigerator, like, uh oh, I got to move stuff, right? You do it with your relationships, you do it with your mind, your heart, your soul, everything. Just and all of a sudden, you just finally go when it doesn't cram and you can't shut the refrigerator door because there's just too much stuff in there. You have to accept something's got to be thrown out, or we got to eat it, or something. But right. when it comes to marriage, that that acceptance of what is my role, what in my, what is my responsibility here, um, it is never, even in the most egregious um, marriages or divorce cases, one hundred percent one person's fault. And and some people don't want to hear that when I talk to them about that. Now maybe ninety nine you know maybe it's 50-50, maybe it's 49-51. Who knows? It's going to be different. But when it comes to that final point that you, you know, brilliantly said Ben, that I had to finally just accept that it was, it was couldn't be fixed and it was over. I like to think that there's a sixth step. And I forget the author who wrote the book about that, but the the sixth stage of grief. And it's what did I learn? What is my lesson? And I think that is you two are the perfect. Uh, you know, poster child of, dare I say, right? Of what is the lesson? What did we learn here? Because, hey, maybe we got married too young. Did we have bad intentions? No. You know, was it all hell? Absolutely not. But maybe it wasn't the perfect relationship. But let's take the the gem, the, the gold, the diamond, the, the sun that came out of it and at least make the best of it. Mm -hmm. I am, you know, inspired by that. And I know other people are too. So how did you to make the transition from the anger to being more solution oriented, to be able to create
0: Well, we got a relationship. I mean, mean, yeah, quite frankly, I mean, we we had talked a little bit about uh, before the show. It was a lot uh, of work. It was a lot of work. But but that mindset that I had leaving that house, if I had left uh, or if I continued that mindset that when, when I left the house of anger, resentment, pointing the finger at Nikki, no accountability, there's no way we would be sitting here talking to you right now about our happy divorce.
2: Yeah, I Uh,
0: I would have tried, but she she would have tried.
2: I would have tried. But I mean, I grew up differently than he did. My parents are still together 53 years later. And so, I mean, I wanted to make sure that our son had as much to the like the same upbringing as I had. Where I mean, he was ready. He was out for blood.
0: Yeah, and and so my first, like we were saying, we were talking before the uh, press record about how many great resources there were, there are today, right? People like you, divorce coaches, you know, mediators, instead of uh, you know attorneys, um, that that set people up for what we have, or at least some sort of you know resemblance to what we have. But my first call, and and if you're listening, please. Please don't do this. Uh, I, you know, I got on the Google. Uh, I, I got
2: on the Google. I, I, you just sounded like you were 95. Right.
0: The, 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 you know, like that State Farm commercial now that if you... Like you my know.
2: husband says, the Facebook. Right.
0: Uh, and, and I researched best attorneys, biggest shark attorneys, biggest divorce cases in Tampa. I called my friends who were lawyers, and I did research not on how I can, uh, you know, get to a better place personally as a man... But instead, how can I make sure that this is all Nikki's fault? And, and, and so He's I- am
2: gonna try to destroy me somehow.
0: I, got, I went down the route of, you know, the, the, the wrong route to set up what, you know, turned out to be our happy divorce. And mm-hmm. I found the guy, he was perfect. I sat in his office and he told me um, exactly what we were gonna do. Uh, exactly
2: and, what he thought he wanted to hear. Right,
0: and everything that I wanted he said I could get now that's, I'm not a lawyer and I'm not here to give l- legal advice, but from my understanding, uh, if you sit down with a lawyer and he guarantees or she guarantees everything run, run because you're not going to get everything. So anyways, he, uh, took a very big retainer. He wrote a, um, a couple of days later, I got a war plan, you know, a game plan on the destruction of Nikki. Um, and I didn't read it for a little bit. Um, but I was on a red eye back from uh, LA to Tampa and I pulled it out and I started reading it. Uh, And I got about two pages into this, you know, 40 plus page uh, memorandum of destruction. Um, And I had my first moment of clarity. I had my first like honest um, reality check that I've had in a long time. And it was basically um, that there's no way that this could be Nikki's fault. Like you were saying before, there's no way in, you know, a human relationship. Now, there are some uh, other factors, and it's beyond Nikki and my pay grade, right? The, the sexual abuse, the physical abuse, and just stuff that just right. we don't touch. Uh, because yeah, that's, we, a, you, whole know, that,
1: that's sure a whole other conversation. That's a whole
0: nother conversation. But for the, you know, nobody, there, there's none of that going on in, in our relationship. So there's no way that it could be all Nikki's fault. Um, and the other thing is, which is so bizarre, we're just talking about this now, because I didn't think about it until that plane was my parents had a very high conflict divorce mm-hmm. of the eighties, you know, war of the roses. It was complete and utter disaster. It was a train. So
2: wreck. What's the line you use about the poison?
0: Yeah. I mean, my, my parents were, I have two brothers and a sister and my parents were for however many years, 18, 19 years, uh, fed, were, were feeding my brothers and my sister and I poison. Hoping that the other one died, hoping that the other spouse died, or, or partner. So, at the, on the plane, I decided, I was like, "What are you doing? You know where this path ends. You know, you yeah. know, you know the the destruction not only for Nikki and I and our happiness, but most importantly, our son." And I was going to literally, uh, you know, unwittingly and, and unpremeditatively take my son on my back ba- back and take him down the path that my parents had taken him down. And I just didn't want that. So I had to find a different, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know, you know, I, but, but there was a path over here um, that, you know, I had to find a different way. So the first thing I did is I called the lawyer on Monday when I landed and I said, thank you for, but no, thank you. Um, I'm going to find a different way.
2: And I think for me, I kind of knew that's where his mind of destruction was going. So I sort of sat back and just kind of, let it play out, which is not an easy thing for me to do. Like it's not, I'm not the kind of person that just sits around thinking someone's trying to destroy me and I'm not going to go try to destroy them back. But I think for me, I just kept looking at this little boy's face going, okay, let's just, let's just give it some time. Let's give it some time and see where, see what happens. And I mean, I, of course I called lawyers, but more so lawyers that were friends of our family and just, you know, to try to help them, help me get on like some sort of path of, you know, Let's just like, this is what we'll do, but let's just hold off. So I I think that may have helped the situation a little bit as hard as it was for me. It was, I was just like, okay, just let's pull back the reins on your side and let him just go do what he's going to do.
0: Yeah. And I think the the advice that we have is is there's no, uh, that I know of at least not in the United States, maybe in other countries, but there's no award for getting divorced the quickest but there is some consequences for rushing it. And I think that the looking back on it where Nikki and I did right is she didn't push, even though she was being pushed and cornered, which is for Nikki, you know, she, she's a I fighter. Come
2: out swinging. <laughs> she comes
0: out swinging. She doesn't like to be up against the ropes. Yeah. Um, you know, and then luckily I had that moment on the plane, um, even after getting involved with the shark lawyer and swimming with the shark lawyer. And, 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 but then after that, we just put the brakes on, the whole, you know, business part of the divorce, you know, the separation, the, the uh, parenting agreement, everything, and just put a stop on it. And then we, you know, in turn worked on each other individually, the emotional side of it, because at the end of the day, divorce is just, it's just a business deal. And and, and that sounds apathetic. And I believe me, it's meant to sound apathetic um, because Nikki and I were able to take emotion out of the divorce by working on you know ourselves and the emotional side of it first
1: mm. so let's take the emotion out of it for just a moment let's sidebar it for a minute as we say in court and talk about the business part of it so you're sharing a home in tampa with a two-year-old how old was he? Uh, three three three-year-old and you owned the home i assume were you renting or you owned you owned a home so there was four categories, custody, child support, uh, division of marital assets, and either spousal slash alimony, whatever you call it. Some people still want to call it alimony. Some people are trying to be all nouveau and say <laughs> we're going to call it spousal support. So how did you handle that? And what did it look like then? And how does
2: it look like now? But well, I think, yeah, I mean, after you got home from that trip, he called me and said, I want to meet you for coffee. Did I miss a step? You
0: missed a step. <laughs> I, called, I, I called you and I said, I need some time. Oh, right. I needed some time to, you know, work on myself and because and, I'm not in any frame of mind to m- go through this business side, this divorce process, mm-hmm. because I'm too angry. I'm too resentful. I'm too, uh, it's just not going to turn out good. Um, and isn't it's- that
1: amazing how people don't see the two sides of it. And maybe I'm a bit of a unicorn because I do also have a wellness background. So I can hang out with the feather earring. Don't shave their leg. I'm stereotyping, but hold on with me. People that are like yoga, wellness, meditation. I mean, I'm a birth doula. A macrobiotic cook, an Ayurvedic consultant, a yoga teacher trainer. Wow. So I can hang out with the. I know I do a lot of weird shit. More of you in my life. <laughs> so I do You know, I I understand the psychological, mental, emotional, even spiritual aspect of the divorce journey. But I also hang out with lawyers, yep. judges, GALS, forensic accountants, certified divorce financial analysts. CDLP is certified divorce lending professional. I mean, you name it, all of the business side of the divorce journey, but there's that other side. You've got the legal financial aspect and many people see like, that's all there is. So you're sad, get over it, get over it. But man, is it layered and layered upon. It,
0: It is layered. And if you go under the theme and you said it, and I said it, Nikki believes it you know, that it takes two to make a relationship and it takes two to ruin a relationship. Now, not with us, not here to assign 60, 40, 70, 30, whatever the percentage is, each person has their, uh, their responsibility or their roles in the ending of the marriage. Um, and, and so for me, I had to work through my side of the street, uh, and clean up my side of the street and, and stop looking over across the street and Nikki's side of the street. Cause it was a mess
2: and vice
0: versa and vice versa. And, and so I worked with a guy, I worked with a therapist um, and, you know, we worked on what my part was and, and you know, how, what I did and, you know, uh, caused the ending in the marriage. And whenever I would say, yeah, but Nikki, he'd go, no, no, no. This isn't what this is about. We're not talking. talking, You've tried to clean up her side of the street. You know, you've tried for years of your marriage to, you know, to to make her clean up her side or tell her what's wrong with her side and how'd that work? And so I got to a point and it was fairly quickly, I I might add, that I had the realization that I wouldn't want to be married to myself either at that time. I had that, real. you know, I wasn't the man. I wasn't the person. I wasn't the husband. I wasn't the father uh, that I thought I was. And so when you talk about the, the, the business side of it, it uh, you know, that moment, um, was a burning, but bo- Nikki, you know, in turn was doing her own work and doing her own therapy and getting through to this point of, okay, let's get at least on some strong sound emotional foundation to build this house on. And, and so the next call was to her, uh, when I, you know, had that awful realization, that I wouldn't want to be married to me, um, is is that...
2: I I said, yeah, you're right, you suck. I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) uh, Is that I called her and I asked her to coffee. Um, and, And part of the process, you know, you take accountability and then you clean it up and you apologize.
2: And I think my heart sort of sank. I was like, do I go to this coffee? What's, what's he going to say to me? Do I really want to do this? Am I going by myself? Like I wanted to have someone that he didn't know stuck in the corner just in case.
0: Yeah. Because the, the, it's, it turned out yeah, right in this book, it, it sort of was a dick move. Cause I didn't, I
2: know like, Oh, hi. Like I'm ready to like, it's just, will you meet me for coffee?
0: And, and so all she knew was this, you know, angry, bitter, you know, he did drink. buy me
2: coffee because he knew of course what kind of coffee I liked. So I thought, when I sat down and I had coffee, I was like, "Okay, well, that's kind of like a little olive branch here." I, could, I at least get waving a little bit yeah. of a white flag. Sure. Yeah.
0: And so, you know, I started off and I and I told her I loved her, and I, you know, went through and I apologized uh, about my side and my actions and, and what that had caused. Uh, you know, the ending of the marriage, and, and I made amends. And then, in turn,
2: I apologized. i be the first and only time of my life to him. And I think the next step was he looked at me and he said, do you have do you have an issue with 50-50 custody? That was like one of the first questions he asked me. And I said, absolutely not. I you know, I want you to be as much a part of his life as I am. And I think from that minute, we kind of like took a sigh of relief and said, okay, we can figure the rest of this out.
0: Yeah, when you, when you went through the, you know, ha- house, the, the assets, all, all the things, one of the things was custody. Yeah. And for me, that was the, uh, you know, golden goose, or so that was the most important part. Right. And, and as soon as she said, no, I don't, of course, I said, you know what, all the other shit can be worked out. And we then, in turn, came and met for a couple of other meetings at that same coffee shop, at that same table, and we went through our divorce. And, and, and we went through where we agreed
2: step by step,
0: step by step, everything from the house to, you know, the, the car, whatever, whatever it was. Um, and it was amazing. And I, I don't know if I recommend this for people. I don't know, you know, if, if it's legal advice. There but, were a
2: few people that were kind of upset with us that we did it that way. But
0: but this is our life. I mean, this we, is our
2: we still needed a lawyer to drop the papers and, you know, sit us down and be like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Are you sure this, And means, of
0: course, or go back or, you know, whatever. I mean, it wasn't just like, you know, or me trying to take advantage of Nikki or Nikki trying to take advantage of me. She had her team. I had my team of lawyers, but, but we then, were, it
2: was like, you know, each side was kind of like, Oh, but if you can, if, if they're willing to do this, they're willing to do that. So don't you want to try for this or try for that? And we're like, this is it. Right. We're fine. The,
0: like, the, let's just, and this is the different mindset between lawyer 1.0 that I sat with the shark attorney and lawyer 2.0, you know, my next attorney was, I realize that they work for me.
2: Mm -hmm. You know,
0: they're not a therapist. um,
2: And they don't love your children.
0: And and they don't love your children. And they have, where they have your case, they have, you know, 15 others. So Nikki and I took control over our, you know, sort of big ticket items. Now, now, they get paid a lot of money to go put on run-on sentences and whatever. But as far as the meat on the bone, Nicky and I sat at, you know, five or six coffee shop meetings and we came up with this agreement. And then we handed it to lawyers and said, now you can put your run-ins.
2: And Because no run-ons. matter what happens, nobody loves your child but the two of you. Lawyers don't love your, chi- your child. Our lawyers didn't even know our kids. Right. Like our lawyers didn't even know our son. And that
0: it, right, and that's the you know when you look at the um, uh the I think at least I have enough faith, and I, you you're in it a lot more than I do. But but in that moment of you know when I left the house, or if a husband walks in on his wife, or a wife walks in on a husband having an affair, and and it's at the most raw, angry point of you know the, the marriage or the ending of the marriage. If you sort of said, okay, time out, take you know husband in one room and wife in the other. And if you ask the other one, does your husband or does your wife love your kids? I at least like, to, you know, believe that the answer would still be yes. Mm-hmm. And so that is the foundation of our, you know, divorce. Um, our, our life now is, you know, our, our son and not sticking him with this big fat emotional bill mm-hmm. for him to pay when he had absolutely no choice in any of this.
1: hmm. Well, one thing we want to understand overall in the divorce journey is um, the, the legal process, right? Because it is again, a legal binding contract. And unfortunately you can't just take the piece of paper up, rip it up and say, Hey Ben, you go your way, Nikki, you go yours. Peace out. Nice knowing you, you guys just pick each other, pick him up at target every other Friday at 5.00 PM and call it a day, you know, or, where, I mean, McDonald's or in the, you know, in the driveway, you know, not everybody can do that. But when it comes to attorneys, and by the way, I know thousands of them, um, I hang out with those kind of people. There, there are some, many attorneys are good, decent, incredible people. Um, I have many friends that I consider dear friends, but it's, they're a different breed of people. Um, and they are trained in law school to advocate for one party. They are not trained to care about anything other than advocating. And when I say care, it's not like they're completely unempathetic, Um, but they, they are literally trained and they've spent thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on their education, passing the bar exam creating a firm, getting in with the firm, being a partner, start, you, you get the idea. And it is in, in their mindset to just advocate, advocate, advocate for one party. And if you have an attorney that's not advocating for you, get another one. But at what cost are they advocating? And that's where you two really made that conscious decision. As a mediator and a divorce coach and many uh, attorneys too, it is really vital that both parties, they need to feel heard, seen, validated, appreciated, significant, understood, and important part of the journey. They don't just want to feel like they're that lamp in the corner, sitting there observing the law, the the, the process, and not having a voice and an input because when the divorce is over, final, hopefully, if you don't go to the appellate court process, you know, it's a little sarcasm there with my own journey, but you think you're done. And then you realize, like, wait, I didn't have any voice. I didn't have any part in this. They just created my damn future for me without me having a role yeah. in it. And that's where the mistakes made. And people, when you go to court, there is no such thing as emotional justice there just isn't. And many times there's not even legal justice. So financial justice, you know, justice comes from inside, knowing that I take full responsibility for the demise of the marriage on whatever role I played. And I I commend both of you for really um, taking the time to take stock for your own full responsibility with the emotions attached and not just seeing it as all right, how are we going to split the house and this 50/50 thing? Because it really is deeper than that and if there's a lesson here, I hope everyone is taking notes because they are breathing it. Now, what do you guys do now? And how old is your son? And do you use a co-parenting app? And how do you pay for how do you uh, you know decide who pays for the sneakers uh, without you divulging your entire, you know, budget? But well, how do you manage this crap? Because it's exhausting.
2: Well, I will tell you that I still print paper calendars. At the beginning of each month, I ask him if he's going to be out of town. And so I do the calendar, and it's like, however it sort of fits. I mean, I I make it equal, but it might be five days with me, six days with him, then four days with me, five days with him. But at the end of the month, it ends up being equal days. And, I've used, and even
0: if it's not,
2: it's not, a, like, it's we don't not.
0: It. you know, it's not a big deal. And
2: we use the Apple, I put everything on the Apple shared calendar that we have on our phone. So my, my now husband can see it, his wife can see it, both of us can see it. And that is the basis of what we use for our calendar. Now, here's a funny story. I go over their house, I don't know, a couple times a year, I clean up my son's closet. Like, I just barge in with my bags, clean it out, because I know, like, when it's time to do it at our house, because I can't leave it up to our son to do it. He's 17, and that will never happen. Yeah, I understand. So I go in, I (laughs) clean it out, I make a little list of things he needs, and I'm like, okay, this this is what he needs. Either i buying two or Ben's buying, like, so it's just, it ends up just working out. Like, I usually, if I'm buying something at my house, I usually buy two. Or if he's mine, so like, you know, it just sort of works out. And, and I don't go, oh, that shirt belongs at my house. Well, I'll give you your shirt back if it, like, it just kind of works itself out.
0: And that's, you know, this is also, he, he's 17, as Nikki said. So this is, you know, 14 years later. But
2: sure. It, but I've been doing that. We've been doing, we've been doing it for, for years. But, but,
0: but so, but, you know, Nikki's never uh, counted days. I've never counted days. We've never counted pennies. You know, so I, I think that that is, you know, you talk about the the judgment or whether it's you know at a court, uh, at a court, at the appellate court. You know, the the misconception is that's the end of the divorce, right? That you're divorced now.
1: Yeah, this that's is a misconception. It is a
0: huge <laughs> misconception. When you walk out of that court, whether it's an appellate court or your lawyer's office or your club that's just the beginning folks. Yeah. I mean, right. You're going to, ha- there are so many other roadblocks. We're never divorced. We're never divorced. Yeah. I mean, you know, I used to joke around with Nikki and I used to, when we were married, I used to put up the four and the L for life. Uh, and now it's still for life, even though we're not married, but, uh, you know, there are roadblocks, there are landmines. There's all kinds of stuff through the process, meeting other people, introducing other people, co-parenting. Um, but, but because we built that foundation, on uh you know on forgiveness accountability uh and uh the the process to get to where we are now it wasn't overnight i mean it didn't just happen after that coffee shop yeah. that nick and i were like kumbaya best friend
2: tag you're it too like we're, right but you know, you're taking asher on a vacation with his family asher has to get across the country to baltimore so of course ben's like i got this like that's i will do this that would be me and then, and vice versa, like, but then after that, we're all going on a vacation together.
0: Yeah. And, and, and both it, in the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning, you know, it, it, we use the term, we faked it until yeah. we made it. I mean, there was not, you know, we would go and we would, you know, have uh, family, quote unquote, family outings, uh, you know, dinners, and it was uncomfortable or, or Asher school events, like we sat next to each other and we didn't want to sit next to each other. You know, Nikki started dating, Chad and he would come to the baseball games. I didn't want to walk over there and give him a hug in front of Asher. But, you know, I did it. I put on my big boy pants. We never wanted Asher
2: to have to choose who he went to after something.
0: Because I grew up in that environment. Like I grew up and I remember, you know, after a sporting event, seeing mom over there on, you know. So let's
2: uh, make it uncomfortable for us, but not for him. Exactly.
0: Uh, Okay, wait, no. Did I go Uh. over to mom first? last time or did i go over to dad first last time and it was this is this is no position a 13 year old a two-year-old or a 25 year old should be and you know where should mom and dad sit at, at the wedding and, and, and so we just sort of you know made ourselves really uncomfortable mm-hmm. and tried not to put that until uncomfortable we we're comfortable until all of a sudden it was like you know what i kind of like this woman you know I, I, I really like that. her i really like her husband uh he's great for you know uh, uh our son so what do i have what do i have to you know bitch about you know and so at some point along the line you know we sort of transferred into the quote you know i guess the mated category
2: i know and people ask all the time like his wife and i now his wife and i are actually friends like we talk on the phone we you know we see each other all the time we you know we work out at the same time most of the time but like we're actually friends
0: yeah we live seven houses apart uh, you know, Asher's able to go in between houses and and, and you know have free. Oh. Still
2: tries to pull the wool over our eyes at seventeen, though.
0: Yeah, I mean that shows well, you. Well, a
1: teenager.
2: Sh- of well, that shows you the we're intelligence. Like, get the fact that we're actually friends and we actually talk.
0: And we actually wrote a book called Our Happy word But mom lets me stay out to what? Wo- oh, really? Because, <laughs> you know, your mom and I talk five times a day. So try yeah, it again.
2: Staying
0: out to
1: watch. So. <laughs> It's pretty hard to BS your parents when they communicate. And that's when the problems start, when they're not communicating. And well, when you're in any time you're getting divorced with any age child, unless they're four days old, there's going to be some, you know, um, children pinning one against the other. with like, hmm, what can I can I stay up late with this one? Or, you know, that's a whole nother podcast. But, you know, the Disney dad, Disney mom scenario of like, using each other for like if I get a new iPhone from this one then what will I get from that one and yeah it's it becomes a um a competition of who is a More lenient parent, who's a more fun parent, who's the one that can help with homework and who's the one that will fill out the college applications and who's the one that helps with homework anymore. Yeah.
2: Thank
1: God, right?
0: He he lost me in fifth grade because somehow they changed math. I don't know when they. Oh, dear
1: God, you guys have got me on that one. Yeah,
0: they changed math. I don't know.
1: I'm like college, this is not how you add you just put the numbers in a line and you and get and carry done. the
0: one and yeah. end
1: of conversation yes. this stupid. On that college applications yeah. yeah that's how you know you're old when you can't do your oh, kids yeah. homework anymore now you guys make it sound really easy but there <laughs> have there ever been an instance because i see it with clients where they are usually communicating about the time who you know whether it's two five five two three four four three Week on, week off, week on, week off, Father's Day, Mother's Day. You know, there's hundreds of scenarios. In fact, on my resource page and my website, I have a lot of them. But there must have been a time where either one parent thought, A, they need braces, and the other said, no, they don't. Or A, uh, they're they're very involved in an expensive extracurricular activity like golf or horseback riding. Or, you know, I see... You know, something is hey, there God he's involved in
2: horseback riding because that is a big one, yeah. <laughs>
1: It is, and you know, I mean, maybe just because we live in Georgia and it's popular here, but like one parent, the mom says, No, 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 she's going to take horseback riding lessons. In fact, she needs a pony, and dad says, Are You want to your cotton picking mine? Like, I'm not, I can't, we can't afford that. You know, I use braces as an example because. You know, granted, I don't think braces are quite as expensive as they used to do. You've got the Invisalign thing and they're not cheap, but you know, braces used to be 15 grand. And mm-hmm. so how, have you ever had an instance where maybe you haven't agreed on something and it's been a challenge to work out?
0: I don't think it's monetary as much as, good.
2: No, good. No. I was gonna say, I think that we're, I think we're in a little one now oh. with, with college. Yeah. Like hey ben, wants him, ben wants him out of Florida. Where I'm just the only, my only request is I want the school to have less than 30, 20,000 kids, but Ben wants him gone. Like he yeah. wants him just to go and.
0: I, I, I mean, you make it sound like no. I, I wanna kick him out of the yeah,
2: house. No, he, wants him want him right. yeah. he wants want him in Tasmania, right? You want him in like, yes.
0: I just want him to experience in Florida. He's a Florida boy born and raised. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm from California, uh, but I also made. Uh, mis- not a mistake because I and we went to a great school, but I, yeah, I was born in San Francisco. I went to school at Berkeley, which is, you know, 20 minutes outside of San Francisco because that's what I knew, right? That's where my parents went. That's, you know, before we had cable and you could watch every football game. I saw every Saturday I'd see Cal play on football and, and my brother, you know, and so th- that, that's what I knew. That was my comfort zone. Instead of, you know, I think college is more than, you know, getting an education, but it's also experience something different, something you don't even know you don't know. And and look, I can't change the past, but for him, he's a Florida boy through and through. I would love him just to experience somewhere else. Some other, you know. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> but, but no, uh, no. Well, does
1: he play football? Wink, wink, just kidding. So, yeah.
0: No, it, it, no, she would never let him I know, play football. And
2: I, I wouldn't let him play football because of how dangerous and how I, I mean, how much I knew about football growing up and the fact that the concussions, but then he decided to play lacrosse and I, I did my first game and I'm like, you're like, oh, oh maybe football no would have been safer. I, I could, now I'm like, go back to playing golf.
0: But the, you know, so, so there's, there, there's some, I I don't think it's ever really been monetary with us, but there's a lot of, we We
2: definitely parent differently.
0: We parent differently, but we would parent differently. See, here's some, I think a misconception. We would parent differently if we were still married together. My wife and I have two beautiful young kids. We have different co-parenting does not, is not synonymous with divorce. Uh, You know, I co-parent our kids with my wife. And so the parenting styles are there, whether we are divorced or not. Um, but but the, the arguments we have today, and, and there are quite a bit, I mean, we're not this, you know, we, we have, we wrote a book called Our Happy we fight Divorce. Like and sister, but yeah. we fight like brother and sister. And usually when it comes down to every, if you strip away all these arguments we've had, the cause of the argument wasn't the other person necessarily. It was that our egos were hurt in some capacity yeah. and so, yeah. you know, perfect example was Friday night. Asher was with me, Nikki, like I said, lives down the street. I was like, where's our son? And, you know, he had decided that he wanted to have dinner with Nikki. Cause she had some friends over. I was like, you didn't think it was a good idea to call me. And I, you know, kind of leaned into her a little bit, um, it's
2: like he's 17. That wasn't my job to call you.
0: <laughs> but, but then it, it like, I, we didn't really have big dinner plans. It wasn't really that big of a deal. Um, but you know, my ego was hurt. It was I like I assumed
2: he had told him already. Uh, but
0: but uh, you know, when you come down to what it really was about, was it was quote unquote my day, and mm-hmm. it was you know a Friday night, and and it's not like we had some big dinner spread planned. Um, so most of the stuff that we get in arguments about today, and it's not like it's all you know unicorns and rainbow waterfalls in our happy divorce land. You know, we mm-hmm. fight. We F you each other. We, we, we you know, maybe go a day or two without talking. You know, I, I, I'm sure she tells her husband what a dick I am. I tell your
2: wife what a dick you are. Well,
0: that's why they're best friends, really. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. But you know when two people have the same shared experience of, sure. of, of something, you know, an earthquake or being in hell, mm-hmm. they both know what it's like to be married to me. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, that's why they are such good friends. And, and then, you know, when, when I get in a fight with Nikki, Nikki and Nadia, my wife. Ah, uh, chatted up. Oh, I can't believe Ben did that. Oh, he did that all the time, when we were married..
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sure that Asher will make a wise choice about what college he or university he goes to, regardless. And isn't that the joy we have as a parent to to give them the roots and the wings to yes. step into their own voice mm-hmm. and step into their own power? And, and start to hopefully make wise decisions, right. And the good thing about college is you can always transfer. It isn't a marriage, that. right? You can very easily transfer. Uh, you know some people get you know attached to that going back to ego. Most of the time when there's conflict, it's those assumptions right that are made about the other person or the child or any situation. And that is sprinkled or compounded by ego. It can really blow up in our face. So thank you for your time and your book, Our Happy Divorce. Buy it, read it. If you are contemplating divorce, this is one you must buy. It is, perhaps you're in a situation that you can't live this model, but I do want to say that there are little glimmers and pieces of their experience of their process of compassion and perseverance and persistence and and respect for one another that are to be taken from this conversation. That's what I take from this conversation. And that's what I hope others take from that conversation.
0: And I just would like that. And I'm so glad you said that it is first of all, if you rewind the clock 15 years ago, 14 years ago, whatever it was, that coffee shop, and you had told us that Nick and I would be sitting on, what is it, May 18th, you know, doing a podcast about our happy divorce and the life, we, I would have told you you were out of your mind. We just wanted yeah. to be, our target back then was we just wanted to be in the same room together, the same, you know, whether it be a school play, a sporting event, and, and not have everybody around us feel that tension. Um, yeah. And then, you know, like we said, we faked it till we made it and it was beyond our wildest expectations. Now, with that being said, we're also understand that not everybody's going to have the experience we have. But if you can just take a little bit of our story and have the, um, you know, our happy divorce to us doesn't mean Nikki in my life. It's not about Nikki and I. What the root of it is, is if you can somehow get through this process and live your life and not at the end of the day, hand your children the emotional bill for them to pay for something, like I said, that they had no choice of, yeah. that's a happy divorce. Right. You know, it, it, it it's not, you know, it, it's screwing up your kids, quite frankly. Yeah. Because it does, because I lived it.
1: And you're the living example of taking those, habituations and imprints that you had as a child and also you you too nikki that your parents are still happily married i'm sure they have their moments of 53 years so that's a long time right and and i too you know i mean i wrote better divorce blueprints because i am that opposite of you you know it does take two to tango let's hypothetically say you asked her to go have coffee with you and she told you to go Somewhere unpleasant, and that was the end of it. Or let's say you didn't have the integrity to invite her to have that conversation, Ben, and you stuck with Attorney One Hundred and One. We would not be having this conversation, right? So it's it's just a decision.
0: It's interesting you said that because the 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 intention behind the coffee meeting wasn't. Uh, intentional. I mean, except for the fact that I just needed to clean up my side of the street, not for her, not for our happy divorce or not for our, po- but, but I, I, I want to believe that even if she had thrown that coffee in my face, yeah. I could have walked out of there and said, you know what? I did my part. My side of the street is clean. This could still be a happy divorce. I believe, I mean, looking back on, it, I still believe because now I wasn't in the mindset of blaming Nikki. You know, I had cleaned up the wreckage of the pa- my past, my wreckage, as best as I could. And so if Nikki was still going to be, you know, her dirty street or she didn't want to hear it, I could at least go through the process with just focus on your side. You have no control over her. So th- there's different ways of getting to the same uh, goal, even if one of the parties isn't, you know, as... Uh, amicable or as willing as Nikki was to, you know, to clean up her side of the street too. So, you know, there's different, there's different levels of our happy divorce, I guess, but the the most important thing is the kids, you know, and, and, you know, not um, truly doing what's best for them.
1: Sure. And being involved in a long drawn out process is never healthy. So make this Sure. Now, what is the best way for people to learn about your story, find your book so that they can continue to learn a little bit more about you and your, your mission to really, that's, I mean, I assume you didn't write the book just to uh, write a book, right? You, you wrote a book to help people. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, everything, it's pretty simple. Everything, our happy divorce, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, online.com books available at Amazon. um, it, It, if you are, have a husband or a wife uh, who is at least willing to take a different look and wants to read a, the, the book to, to, to get some hope, uh, if you go to mascotbooks.com, we have a two for one uh, that work because really th- this thing needs two people to make right. it. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, that's available. Uh, you know, the story's been out there. People like you have been so generous with their platforms to share it with us. And, and so uh, it's not that tough of a read, but the real motivation behind this was to give people hope. I'm a believer in, Nikki uh, didn't want to do it, um, but I, there was no way that this book was going to be written.
2: It wasn't that I didn't want to do it. I'm just a little more shy about opening myself out there
0: like that. Right. So, but again, it takes two to make it. It takes two to ruin it. There's no way that I was going to write this book alone. So it was either going to be Nikki and I writing it or, 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 or nobody it. writing it, yeah. but, but it's just, a sh- it, it, it's just for people to, um, at least get that glimmer of hope and that, you know, you know, glimmer of maybe of what's possible. Um, oh,
1: there. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. There are those times in life, Nikki, when you have to kind of put aside the, the, the fear of having the light shine on you, like being yeah. on stage this and being vulnerable yeah. and saying, oh, I don't know if I want to share this. When you, when you realize the good that can come from it, most books, when you read them and tears flow and you start to identify and you can connect to the author is, is really when transformation happens in people's lives, whether it be a television show, a movie, a book, a blog, a vi- you know, who knows, but, you know, feel good about that, if you had said no, I'm not doing it, I don't want to be vulnerable, I don't want to tell my story, you know, I bet you thousands of people that have read your book and have benefit from it would be worse off. So kudos to you for having the courage, Thank the hoods but dare I say, the balls to do it. Yes. So hey, good for and you. really
0: quick, the other thing, if you're listening to this and, and and your thought is, you know, uh there's no way that I could be Nikki and Ben because my ex is this or this. Like I think that's the time where you call uh a divorce coach, you call your therapist, you know, is, is if you're already disputing um, you know, the the Opportunity or the chance that you could have a amicable right. divorce, um, if you knew more about Nikki and I and maybe you picked it up through this conversations. But we are two class A, type A alphas. Uh, you know, who, who if we were sheep, we would spend the, our whole lives budding Or rams, uh, we would spend our whole lives budding, You know, the the horns. So we are determined. This was one of the reasons we also did the book. That if we can do it, we are convinced that anybody can do it
1: and with so that, just
0: hold on to that little space of yeah, hope for sure and, and you know a, a space for maybe yeah that's all
1: maybe yes always keep room for maybe, maybe. Well, thank you Nikki thank you Ben for your time you. been so generous sharing your story um our happy divorce and to those of you who are contemplating divorce please make sure you pick up better divorce blueprint as well. It will give you the entire blueprint that you need, much of which is the conversation we had today about being able to be open to having that type of relationship moving forward with your spouse, regardless of the stage you're in, regardless of how long you've been married, if you have children or you don't, if you have assets or businesses together, there are many different ways and scenarios in which you can bring solution and, uh, joy to uh, something that doesn't need to be quite as painful as it's painted. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So thank you for your time, everybody. And no matter what, you know, whether you are in a marriage right now, that is uh, a conflict ridden one, or it's abusive or just uncomfortable, or just there, there is a, a conversation that should be had and keep thriving in the chaos. I'm here to help. And thanks again, Ben. Thanks, Nikki. Thanks for tuning in and make sure if you want to talk to us or ask us questions, you can always email us at thrivinginchaospodcast at gmail.com. See you next week.